Welcome to What's Up Wednesday. In these short episodes, I will summarize a recent study or journal article related to obesity management and discuss how to incorporate this latest science into your clinical practice. And of course, I'll be sure to include links to the articles in the show notes. So let's jump in. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are discussing a recent article called Effectiveness of a Population-Based, School-Based, Physical Activity Intervention for the Prevention of Childhood Obesity. And the authors are Jurchik et al. And this article was posted in the March edition, volume 31, issue three of the Obesity Journal. And it was first published on February 22nd, 2023. So as we have been discussing, the global prevalence of obesity has increased at a significant rate, especially in the pediatric population. And we know that from 1975 to 2016, we saw a growth in obesity from 0.7% to 5.6% in boys and from 0.9% to 7.8% in girls. And we also know from the recent World Obesity Atlas 2023 report, which we did a podcast episode on a few weeks ago, so if you missed that one, make sure you go back and listen, that the obesity rates are expected to rise from the current 10% to 20% amongst boys in the time period from 2020 to 23 to 2020 to 2035. And it's supposed to rise from 8% to 18% between those years, 2020 to 2035, for the world's girls. And if you listen to last week's episode where I interviewed the illustrious Donna Ryan, you'll recall that her recommendations to prevent the catastrophic rise in obesity prevalence is really to start with the youth, to start with our pediatric patients and the pediatric population. So when I came across the study, I thought it was a really great example to illustrate how we might be able to slow down, if not reverse, the obesity pandemic amongst school-aged children. So the aim of this study was to examine the effectiveness of a real-world, population-based, school-based physical activity intervention that provided two to three additional physical education lessons per week to children aged six to 14 in Slovenia, okay? So the way that they did this is they had more than 34,000 participants from over 200 schools who were compared with a similar number of non-participants from the same schools. And the intervention provided two additional PE lessons in grades one to six and three additional lessons in grades seven to nine, thus providing one PE lesson per day to these children aged six to 14 years old. So the results showed that the BMI was lower in the intervention group irrespective of participation duration or baseline weight status. And the difference in the BMI increased with program duration, with maximal effects being seen after three to four years of of participation. And it was consistently larger 
So the effect was consistently larger for children who started out with obesity. And also, it was more effective for girls with obesity. The program started to become effective at reversing obesity after three years. And the lowest number needed to treat were observed after five years. And that was uh, the NNT, the number needed to treat for girls was 17, and for boys it was 12. So in conclusion, this population-scaled school-based physical activity intervention was effective in preventing and treating obesity. And again, the greatest effect was seen in children who initially presented with obesity, thus benefiting children who are in the greatest need of that support the most. And again, the number needed to treat for obesity reversal decreased with intervention duration, you know, emphasizing the need for long-term physical activity programs. And again, it's important to note that, again, to be effective at reducing obesity for children of both sexes, the intervention must last a minimum of three consecutive years because they did show that even temporary disruptions in the long-lasting interventions attenuated their long-term effectiveness. So again, it's really important that we see this as a chronic condition, that we treat this chronically and not expect results from short-term interventions. And so it's really important for policymakers and people who are funding these types of interventions to be aware of that, that this is a chronic condition that needs to be dealt with over a longer time frame and that easy solutions or immediate effects are neither realistic in the treatment of obesity nor sustainable. So in conclusion, I think that this study is a great example of how we can use controlled settings like schools to implement changes that could affect millions and billions of children worldwide. We all know that health is one of the most important aspects of our lives and that it has a tremendous impact on the individual, and on the economy of a country and the globe as a whole, as we've discussed in previous podcast episodes. And obviously, physical activity is just one piece of the puzzle, and it's certainly not the only intervention that's needed, right? But it does represent a start, and this study shows that this can be a way forward. So I really believe that obesity medicine is truly the science of hope. And it's studies like this that give me hope that we can implement effective strategies to overcome and prevent this complex condition. All right. Again, I will have the um, link to this study in the show notes. And I will see you all back next week for another episode of the Gaining Health Podcast. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Lastly, if you need resources and tools to help you start an obesity management program, be sure to check out gaininghealth.com. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on the Gaining Health Podcast.